Hi, I'm Lauren, and welcome to Two Pills Podcast. In our Two Pills tips, we briefly go over a topic in teaching, like an active learning strategy, an innovation in ed tech, or some other current event in health sciences education. These episodes are shorter than our full interview episode, so hopefully you can listen to them on your way to virtual class. If you have an idea for a Two Pills tip or someone who we should interview, send us an email at twopillspodcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O pillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Two Pills Podcast or on our website. As a disclaimer, I am not claiming to be an expert on any of these ideas, and all of this information is freely available online. So please check out our website, twopillspodcast.com, for links to resources. Well, I hope everyone is getting through spring semester well. I know it can be kind of a long one since we don't have as many breaks to look forward to like in the fall. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about video assignments. So we know that having students create short video content as part of their online learning can increase self-efficacy in STEM. So making student content part of the course can be beneficial. I think the other nice thing about this is that it's really helping to meet students where they are because our students are very comfortable creating videos. Whether or not you're on any of these platforms between Snapchat, TikTok, Reels, all those different things, they're, not to mention YouTube and the others, there are just so many different ways that students can create videos for fun. And so I think it's a nice way to transition that into using them for class as well. It's also become a lot easier to do. Um, So instead of just having them upload to a random folder, instead you can actually assign them their videos via a link. And you can do that through lots of different platforms. You can do it through um, Google Classroom. You can do it through Canvas. You can do it through VidGrid. Lots of different ways that you can do this. So when you assign it, via a link, it'll ask the student to record, and then it'll automatically upload into a folder that you've designed for this assignment. If you want to double check, and in case you have maybe a lot of students that you are evaluating, you can also have the student list their unique video link as an answer to the quiz question. So with all these different platforms that are available, you can have students practice, edit, and you can assign them these short videos. So it's really, again, become a lot more straightforward, depending on whatever platform you use for your teaching, to assign these videos, and it's easier for students to be able to create them and edit them as well. In addition to the platforms that are designed for this, one of the things that I've liked to do is we um, use Zoom. So you can set up a Zoom meeting and just set it up by yourself and record. I've done this before when I wanted to have a fun background. So for example, if I'm teaching about COVID, I wanted to actually have the COVID virus in my background as I was doing an introductory video. So you can do that where you just click record on whatever platform you use for video conferencing and have a little meeting to yourself. If it's an informal situation, you can even have students just record on their phone and upload it. And so there's just a ton of different options and ways to do this. Some assignment ideas are that students can record what they're doing on their computer screen with or without their webcam if you just want audio or if you want audio and video. You can upload, have them upload videos recorded from their computer or from their phone. They can share videos with others, and then students can even comment on each other's videos at that point, and they could comment in the form of a video or as a word comment. You can have the students create these videos and submit them as an assignment. You can have these video softwares um, caption your content so it's accessible to everyone. 
You can have them trim or edit the recordings or videos. And again, potentially have students respond to other students' videos with either video responses or in the form of comments in text. There's also some data for this. So there was a study looking at virtual OSCEs. I thought it was an interesting study in which they compared a traditional OSCE, which if you're unfamiliar, OSCE stands for Objective Structured Clinical Exam. So it's evaluating a student um, doing uh, something where they have a standardized patient typically. And so they had them do an in-person versus a virtual. It was a really small study, but they compared the outcomes of a patient of uh, students doing regular OSCEs versus virtual. And what I thought was interesting is that there was a high intra-observer reliability um, in the virtual OSCEs and a low intra-observer reliability among the traditional OSCE group. And so their results support that there is more consistency when using a virtual OSCE versus in-person. And I think a couple things with this, I feel like this also translates to class. So, you know, students may pick up different things during class, but if they can watch it over and over or watch you teach a brief video of the main concepts over and over, that's going to be really helpful compared to them trying to remember back to their notes and exactly what you said in class. One thing that you do have to keep in mind, though, with a virtual OSCE is that you do lose some of the nonverbals. So um, while you could be seeing if someone's fidgeting or, you know, their legs are shaking or something like that during an OSCE, you may not be able to see that as they can trim their video to whatever they want in a virtual OSCE. So some benefits of this assignment is that students can tap into their own creativity. I think students are incredibly creative, and so this allows them to produce really interesting and engaging content. It also forces them to use these apps and software tools, which they're probably going to be using in the future for their positions as well. In addition, they also have to plan how their video is going to be coherent, what the organization is of their video. But the nice thing is that with a lot of these platforms and whether or not they even just use their phone, they can re-record as many times as they want to before they upload it. So I think videos overall help teachers communicate more clearly than we could through text. It means less time repeating yourself, more time to support students. And not only can it teach concepts, but it can also be used to quickly give feedback. So if you want to give feedback and you're not going to be writing it all out in written communication, you could record a quick video and send that to the student. That's certainly an option. And I think overall, options that are available for assigning students to produce their own content have become much more straightforward. And I think you'll be blown away with the content that students have the ability to create. Thanks again for tuning into Two Pills Podcast, and I hope you have a great week.